Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. This is the fourth and final show in our Give Your Business a Fresh Start series in partnership with Blue Jay Solutions. This has been such an enjoyable and interesting mini series, and I've loved having the opportunity to look at technology in a new light and really open up to the many and varied ways it can help with the problems facing us in logistics right now. Last week in episode three, we talked about sustainability, the impact of international shipping, how we can use technology to help us with our eco commitments, and exactly how Blue Jay solutions are helping to facilitate them. And today in episode four, we're talking risk. Now, this is a topic that the pandemic really shone a light on. So it's great to be able to dig a little bit deeper. We're going to be looking at how we can better prepare ourselves for the unknown, how we can utilize technology in risk management, and why having a partner there when you need them can really help you share that burden of risk. So welcome to the show, Bill. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to join you today. I am excited to have you on here. I'm excited to talk about this topic. I think it's a really huge topic that we need to dig a little bit deeper on. But before we get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Tell us who you are, what you do, and what is the one thing that would surprise people about risk? Ah, sure. So, uh, yeah, my name is Bill Madden. Uh, I've been working in uh, the supply chain industry for about 15 years. I began my career uh, really on the carrier side, uh, dealing in both asset and brokerage models uh, within the transportation segment. Uh, since joining Blue Jay back in 2008, uh, I have served in a number of roles within our operations group. Uh, today, I serve as the group vice president of our managed services. Uh, over the last five years, I've held responsibility for our BPO services, which includes uh, managed transportation services, as well as our managed analytical services teams. Uh, as far as one thing that might surprise people about risk, I, I don't think risk necessarily needs to be something to be uh, uh, scared of. But I think risk, uh, if appropriately prepared, can be a, a great uh, motivator for innovation and, and uh, you know, help make us be our best. Absolutely. I would definitely agree with that. I mean, without risk, there really is no innovation, right? Sure. All right. So today we're talking about risk. And if 2020 has taught us anything, it's that you can't remove risk. Even the best laid plans are subject to many different factors outside of our control. So the question is, how do we get our houses in order? How do we best prepare ourselves for any eventuality? I know it's a big question. So let's break it down before we dive into this really big question. So focus on quality. There's definitely a trend in businesses looking to invest more in quality instead of fast and cheap, whether that's replacement parts or a whole new tech solution. And then we're looking at compliance. I had a team member from Convoy talking about this a few weeks ago, and it really got me thinking and considering how many businesses are leaving themselves open to disaster because they don't have an adequate understanding of compliance and risk. And I know that's a really big one for Blue Jay as well. And then we're going to talk about the need to have the right workforce. By nature, supply chain professionals are problem solvers. So many people say that the 
that is actually what made them fall in love with supply chain. So it's vital to have a team that's innovative and quick thinking. So let's talk about this. I've just sort of broken it down, Bill. Where do you want to go with this? Where do we start? Yeah, no, thank you. So, you know, uh, maybe to start just risk is kind of a big word, right? Uh, maybe narrowing that down in, in context to the, you know, 2020 supply chain. Uh, Webster would define you know, risk as a, a situation that uh, involves exposure to danger. When I talk with industry leaders about risk you know, regarding supply chain, uh, we aren't often talking about risk uh, or danger in a physical sense or necessarily uh, like total failure of an operation. Uh, as I've talked about risk in terms of supply chain over the last year, most of those conversations I've been a part of look at risk in terms of, of predictability or, or the lack thereof. Uh, you know, discussions around quality uh, have often centered on, on uh, reliability and having confidence in that part or, or that platform, I suppose, as you said, uh, is it going to perform to, to expectation? Um, in terms of compliance, you know, conversations have really been all about adoption uh, and repeatability. Uh, really striving for standardization and uh, you know having best practices in place uh, around exception management. Uh, and when we talk workforce, you know having the right talent uh, focused in the right areas to drive that continuous improvement really is a mean to again curb surprises and support the concepts of predictability or at least mitigate room to get bogged down by a, a same bottleneck a second time. Uh, those, those have been uh, focuses of a lot of the conversations I've had. So yeah, absolutely. Um, when we talk about risk or enhancing predictability in 2020, quality compliance and, and you know, talking about having the right workforce in place uh, are all definitely part of those conversations. Um, and so I'm really excited to, to dig deeper into this topic. Absolutely. And I would, I would absolutely agree with you. I mean, when we talk about workforce and I've had many conversations with a lot of supply chain leaders in the last couple of weeks about how important it really is to have a good culture and to have the right support within your departments and obviously within your teams and how that support has really translated into some innovative thinking, some resilience from our supply chain professionals and supply chain teams and so it's really, really a huge part of managing any risks or any eventualities that are coming your way, right? It's absolutely critical. Awesome. So clearly technology is another big one. So looking more closely at tech, how can we use technology to help us thrive regarding quality and compliance, support with high performing teams? You know, we talked in episode one about data and visibility, which is likely to be part of this too. How does an organization leverage technology to mitigate risk in supply chain? Sure. So again, you know, looking at risk and supply chain over the last year, uh, we're talking about having foresight in the face of all the complexities, right, that come with you know, forecasting, demand, and production planning, execution, uh, inventory levels, fill rate, labor, capacity, you know, on time, to, and, 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 but also at costs that are in line with a financial plan. So you know, to get predictability, you really have to have communication nailed. Uh, it's all about being 
informed of a situation uh, yeah. before it's happened, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so goals are important. Um, you know, often goals have some flexibility to be adjusted so long as there's you know, adequate notice. Um, and so success can be uh, achieved uh, down more than one path, which is why it's really important that we're able to provide the right information to the right stakeholders at the right time. Uh, that That's what gives uh, room for agility uh, through timely and accurate information well, that leaves us room uh, to pivot and engage in, in contingency plans. So talking about risks, you know, in, in 2020, we're really focusing on communication to provide predictability and ensure we have that flexibility to pivot uh, and even maybe uh, adjust some goals if required. Uh, and really technology is our best friend. When it comes to enabling visibility and, and supporting communication, uh, however, with limit, limitless access that we all have today to, to data and, and all the visibility we're, we're provided, it's easy to get overwhelmed. Um, yeah. It's easy to, to find yourself in a, a state of paralysis by analysis, I suppose. Um, so understanding your supply chain goals and how they tie to really those, those guiding metrics as well as some tolerance around those metrics that, you know, you might not be exactly on point, but you're still in the green. Those are now becoming increasingly business critical capabilities. Uh, you know, supply chain continues to evolve, becoming more and more complex. So having the right technologies in place to support really that effective execution uh, that, you know, if your business requirements, that that's cornerstone, but it's, it's, it's becoming increasingly fundamental. Uh, this year has really demonstrated just how important it is to be alerted to an exception as it's happening or uh, you know, to a changing trend while you still have room to, to make a decision to change course. Uh, that said, in order to, to be alerted that I'm, I'm veering off course, at first I need to have a plan around where I'm headed. Uh, right. You know, Publishing those clear and concise goals, as well as understanding the, the, sex, the success metrics for the, the stakeholders uh, across your supply chain, that, that's step one. Uh, and ensuring your systems are A, capable, but B, also configured appropriately uh, to provide that visibility to performance. That's step two, but then it goes further. And like I said, understanding those tolerances around these success metrics is, is where it becomes really critical nowadays. And maybe just as an example, if I can, just to help paint the picture. Absolutely, yeah. So let's say right, I have responsibility for my organization's transportation execution. And uh, you know, maybe I just got an email from our CFO giving me a, a high five for you know, executing within budget last month. And then my phone rings and I'm pulled into a conversation with uh, my boss who oversees supply chain and, and uh, the head of sales. Um, and, you know, as I'm on the phone, I, I hear that in order to fulfill customer demand this quarter, you know, we're going to have to double our outbound volumes on Saturdays for the rest of this period and, and into the next period, likely. Suddenly, I, I need to quickly uh, validate that, you know, inventory will be there for the, the teams to put on trucks, that volumes uh, are supported by the capacity in my routing guides. Uh, you know, I'd have to check that recent performance and 
tender acceptance proves that my capacity commitments are indeed solid. Uh, I probably want to take a look at you know recent performance in the spot market to anticipate if there would be a reasonable source of capacity for me in a pinch. I mean, you get the idea. Yeah. I'd also want to be able to, to collaborate with my, my counterparts in warehousing uh, to know whether or not we've got the appointment availability to make this work. Uh, so, you know, if, let's assume all those checks and balances prove out uh, and we feel operationally that we can rise to the challenge. I'd also, you know, uh, behoove me to, to assess what the impact of budget performance is going to look like if I'm digging that deep into my routing guides, especially considering the, the current premiums out on the spot market today uh, and, it, you know, finally share a revised forecast that considers costs associated to the request to double these Saturday volumes uh, over the next few weeks. And you know, that's not an unlikely scenario. It's, it's frankly fairly common. Um, but that's a lot of checks I'd have to run through very quickly to be able to understand if we can do it and, and what further allow me to give an update to the other stakeholders in my business. Absolutely. And I think I, I really like the fact that you shared that example with us, because if you're not using technology all along the way, think about the risks that that poses to not only you, but the other stakeholders, either internally or externally, um, and how important that is every single time you send out a shipment. I think the other thing that I wanted to just sort of mention from what you what you talked about, and I think communication, like you said, is absolutely critical. So not only through the technology component, but we can also use the technology to enhance our communication, not only externally, but internally as well. And that also really helps to mitigate risk. I mean, we've seen over the last year, you know, how we need to take a look at processes from a new lens. And how do you do that? And how do you bring the, the teams together? And how do you le leverage technology to do that? Well, it's all through communication and taking a look at the different risks that obviously do present themselves and how to mitigate those through communication, technology, et cetera, et cetera. So I really like the, the picture that you painted within that example. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. Moving on to talking a little bit more about that technology, what solutions and applications does Blue Jay Solutions offer to help businesses prepare for disruption or deal with it quickly? Sure. So, you know, BlueJay does have a, a very robust portfolio of technologies um, from customs and, and compliance to, you know, TMS for forwarders. I'll stick with uh, three examples, I guess, uh, more specific to our TMS for shippers, uh, just to keep a, a narrow response. Uh, first, really just from a core product standpoint, you know, and tying back to that, that previous discussion, you know, our TMS has many uh, exception management capabilities uh, just embedded in the, the standard workflow uh, where our system incorporates you know, the ability to set some thresholds to alert users to a situation that might be uh, falling off plan, right? As an example, uh, through integration with an ERP, our TMS can receive and capture a post-good issued event. Um, and based on that milestone, we can use queries uh, within our embedded BI tool to, to run evaluations. Uh, we can compare you know, transit time requirements from a point of origin to the next stop, and then you know, contrast that with uh, the time remaining between having received that timestamp 
again, associated with that PGI uh, and the time uh, to the delivery appointment of that next stop. So, you know, if there's adequate time uh, to make that on-time delivery, we just, you know, continue on with our day. Uh, but again, putting some tolerances around it, we can apply, say, a, a 10% uh, buffer or room for error uh, between that, that time remaining until the start of an appointment uh, and really the time it takes to get there. Um, and the, the TMS will alert users uh, that this particular load is at risk of, of missing an on-time delivery uh, even before it's left the origin. So you know, systematic predictability uh, to prompt those exception management um, SOPs is a great way to uh, reduce risk. Uh, but you know, going further, uh, we, BlueJay has a, a host of uh, data services and products as well. Um, and another way that we support customers in really managing disruption with these data products is through benchmarking, right? Benchmarking, it's nothing new in the industry. Uh, the ability to compare you know, costs uh, in the market to your own network costs, it's a common best practice. But uh, recently, BlueJay has taken this a step further, uh, and we're now offering benchmark data uh, for those traditional uh, service and operational metrics you might find in your, your dashboard. So, you know, of course, we, we support the traditional cost benchmarking too, but uh, we're looking at things like you know, benchmarking on-time delivery to appointments, uh, primary carrier tender acceptance. We're looking at you know, what percent of volume is going to the spot market month over month, and further, what is that that premium associated to getting capacity through a spot market and contrast that with what you might expect to get in a routing guide. Uh, this data is, as you can imagine, quite quite powerful, uh, especially when you start interpreting it with uh, a lens of competing tensions, right? We understand uh, the tensions between cost and quality and speed. We all understand that if we want something of high quality and we want it quick, you know, most often that's not going to be cheap. Um, and likewise, you know, when I go to a fast food drive through I, I typically get my meal pretty quick and at a relatively low cost, but from a quality standpoint, I, I also get what I paid for. Um, so when you think about managing risk, our data products can, can help in two ways. First, it gives you context to how your organizational supply chain is performing in a changing market. Um, and that can be you know, used as a prompt to take action as, as market conditions shift around you. If carriers are holding rates and you're seeing some consistent on-time performance, you know, most transportation managers are going to feel pretty confident um, about you know, where they stand. And However, the data suggests uh, the broader industry is seeing volumes you know, on an, in an increasingly way flow to the spot market, uh, while at the same time maybe tender acceptance starts to dip. Those are great indicators that the premiums out on the spot market are soon going to be on the rise. Uh, so, you know, as a result, you might start having conversations with sales to incentivize longer lead times or, you know, work with your planning team to make sure you've got adequate notice of any changes in volumes that's coming down the pike. Uh, if, the mar if the market's changing around you and we use these indicators effectively, you know, we, we can make changes to the way we're doing things and insulate ourselves from some of that risk in a proactive way. Um, but I think the other use for this data is also with regard to continuous improvement. Um, you know, maybe if you're, you're benchmarking uh, 
line haul rates across your network. In aggregate, you might be hovering right around a market value, but with products like our, our rate analysis tool as an example, uh, you can often find several lanes that are running at double digit premiums uh, over current market. It, it may be just in a handful of lanes, but many times through surgical procurement, um, you can get those those premiums adjusted to be closer to market. And in those cases, often those will translate to hundreds of thousands in savings over the course of just a year. So you know, as the macro supply chain shifts, flows, and, and uh, even when markets are on their increase, those nuggets of opportunity can and will appear uh, without you paying attention. So in a network of thousands of lanes, it's really important to have the right tools uh, to efficiently sift through and, and raise your attention those those handful of high valuation opportunities. That's that's important. Absolutely. So using those tools and technologies to not only find those gaps and potentially predict any risks, but also to help find the opportunity. And I think, you know, that's a really great way of taking a look at how technology can not only help you mitigate the risks within your supply chain, but also find you that opportunity. And I think the other thing that you you touched on that I really like, because everybody knows that I like uh, I always say collaboration is the future of business, is taking that data and using those tools to be able to collaborate internally um, more than we are now. And I always encourage supply chain professionals and supply chain teams to really look at collaborating with the other teams um, internally. And so the data, the technology, and the tools can really help with that. So, you know, COVID-19 was obviously a huge disruptor of 2020, but what's interesting is that as we all figure out how to adapt, it's also throwing up lots more smaller and unexpected challenges as well, which may potentially have a much longer lasting impact on supply chain. Do you, what are some of those smaller unexpected challenges that you're seeing from your customers? Do you think this will change the way we do certain things forever, especially in areas like risk and technology? Oh, absolutely. Not only with customers, but even uh, within our own organization. You know, if I, yeah. if I go back to March of uh, 2020, uh, within our, our business, you know, we transitioned from a, a fully centralized uh, staffing in, in our Holland, Michigan office. We had over you know, 200 team members in our managed services group. Uh, we went you know, fully remote uh, within a 48-hour window. Our, our team did a great job in managing that transition to make it seamless for our customers. But you know, even internally, and just like everyone else, uh, we encountered some of those you know, unexpected challenges that you're, you're uh, talking to. And, and to be simple about it, uh, initially, it just required more time and energy from our team in the short term to make sure that that uh, customer experience was indeed seamless. Um, Things like equipment and communication tools or you know, revisiting processes or you know, training. Uh, we basically built that bridge and that transition with long hours and, and hard work, but that's not sustainable uh, for the long haul. So you know, to ensure sustainability, we, we had to just generally get better, uh, better than we were before COVID. You know, we had a bigger emphasis on, on standardized equipment uh, and communication tools, uh, you know, we had to revisit and redesign several processes. We just needed different tools. We needed more automation. Uh, we needed uh, better, you know, access to training and 
frankly, the ability to monitor and manage adoption and, and compliance. Uh, these are all things we had to varying degrees, but now, you know, suddenly we needed to take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. Fast forward, and Sarah, to your point, you know, all functional groups within the business, I'd say today, are even more you know, efficiently integrated uh, with one another uh, than, than at any time previous. You know, as I look with uh, across our customers and many organizations, you know, those cross-functional connections are really just being sustained through, you know, the, the typical key leaders and, and maybe their proxies, uh, you know, addressing evolving business needs and, and like a cross-functional meeting um, on some recurring basis. Especially right now, in times of rapid change, it only takes you know a few people missing from one conversation. Uh, and then suddenly you've got a group within your business that's surprised. And then as a result, you, everyone's scrambling. So true. <laughs> it just doesn't work in this environment. Uh, so today is more critical than ever, right? Uh, to have everyone dialed in and kind of paddling in the same direction towards those uh, commonly understood goals. We need to be able to adapt processes uh, to achieve those goals and, and really establish effective communication channels, all, all true. Uh, but from a technology perspective, this means organizations are going to have you know, heightened requirements for their platforms to have maybe a broader set of capabilities uh, than what they need today, um, but that are also highly configurable, right? So as business changes uh, require a change in process, you've already got a toolbox that's able to evolve with your business needs. You know, just another quick example, if... if uh, you get a sudden spike in volumes um, uh, from one month to the next, chances are you, you haven't seen the same increase in size of your team, right? So suddenly having that technology be able to uh, support quickly assessing tasks that can be automated with confidence uh, or quickly deploy some additional exception management alerts just to give you that bridge to scale uh that that's becoming you know wildly important in current times absolutely absolutely and you know what before covid we were talking about how fast the knowledge base is changing and then look at what just happened this year i mean honestly i can't even believe we're we're in january 2021 already you know we it feels like 2020 kind of went by really quickly, but then also, also um, took its time as well, depending on where we were in the year. Um, and with everything changing, it's so true, right? We need to take a look at technology on how to help us, not only with communication, collaboration, and everything else that we've been talking about today when it comes to risk. I mean, at the end of the day, we have the tools at our fingertips and we, we can be able to use those to really mitigate a lot of the risks that we went up against in 2020. So in saying that, and we've talked about how important collaboration is, and I've, you know, I've seen it time and time again in my shows that finding a trusted partner and having access to the right network can literally save your life. I mean, I know Blue Jay have been trusted by many of the world's industry leaders. Tell me, why is that? Why is Blue Jay Solutions so special? Yeah, no, uh, great question. So it really starts with uh, our organizational strategy and just focus. Uh, we, we've referred to this as DNA. Um, you know, the D is in data, um, is all about the ability to see and solve or you know, ensuring our, our customers 
uh, are equipped, again, to provide the right people, the right information at the right time uh, so that they can inform making the best decision and, and ultimately action it. Um, the N refers to network, right? So uh, that addresses the concept of connecting and, and collaboration, um, connecting with internal and external systems and stakeholders uh, while all staying aligned and, and contributing to the common goals, uh, even as those goals evolve uh, front of mind for us. Um, and A in terms of applications, uh, which is, you know, we associate the, the systems enabling automation really to drive efficiencies or that exception management I've spoken to, uh, but also optimization. Um, and not just, you know, shipment consolidation, of course, that too, but more encompassing optimization in the sense of, you know, having the ability to quickly digest what is my goal, uh, then what am I working with? And, and finally, having the ability to quickly understand, you know, what alternative uh, options do I have, you know, systems, processes, et cetera. Um, as constraints change, right, and you need to understand how that would negatively impact uh, your outcome if I just stuck with the same old script. So really, you know, giving our customers the tools to make the best decisions is is critical. But then that that idea of DNA really connects to our organizational mindset, which uh, we've coined uh, the Blue Jay way. Uh, this mindset is really three main ingredients. Uh, it starts with with philosophy. You know, we want our solutions to be easy to use and, and we want you know, to make it easy uh, for, for customers to get adoption, um, to get them where they you know, ultimately want to go in a sustainable way. Uh, the second piece here is, is culture, uh, where we nurture you know, an environment for our, our, our team who's you know, highly energetic and customer focused uh, so that they can thrive as a group in delivering value for our customers. Uh, you know, the Blue Jay way is really a, a culmination of the, the philosophy and our, our, our culture. And, and thirdly, it's our services. Uh, whether we're talking cloud-based software as a service, you know, consultative professional services, or the, you know, the more deeply integrated long-term partnership of our managed services uh, within the business, we, we really measure our success by yours. Um, so you, you began your question with, keying off the importance of collaboration and partnership. Uh, we, we view ourselves as a technology-enabled services organization. Uh, we've got you know, best-in-class uh, global and diverse solution capabilities. But as you said, what I really think makes us special is the, the breadth and depth of our services and how effective uh, our solutions are really supporting the concepts of agility and speed and, and really ultimately customer success. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's really, really important in business today is that customer experience, customer success, thinking about it from the customer's customer standpoint. Um, one other thing that I did want to throw in there is in episode two, I talked about simulation um, with Pam sure. and at Blue Jay. And I really want to bring that up because I also think that that is an incredible tool that you have over at Blue Jay that can not only help predict, um, not only help save some money, not only help um, 
with your customer experience, but it really just allows also to be able to take a look at the different risks when it when it comes to your transportation um, and gives you really a bird's eye view into what the different opportunities there are and how you can change it and what that looks like. I think the other thing that you said, the Blue Jay way, I really love that. I mean, everybody knows I'm just outside of Toronto and our, our baseball team are, are the Blue Jays and, and we have a street name called the Blue Jay way. So awesome. I like that. I resonate with that. And I think that if you've got a culture that's, you know, um, bringing around, bringing everybody around the company and the culture and what you guys are doing, that makes even more of a difference and more possible for your customers and your customer's customer. So finally, then each episode, I've been asking what the future holds for the industry and for Blue Jay Solutions. Can you give us one thing to, to sum everything up for us? Yeah, no, I think uh, uh, one thing we can all count on uh, in the year ahead is, is uh, that, that rapid change is going to be the, the only constant. Um, you know, if you think about uh, connectivity uh, through technology, that, that'll still be vital. Um, the importance of staying aligned and using communication to uh, uh, you know, keep everybody paddling in the same direction. Uh, that'll continue to be absolutely critical. Uh, you know, there. Are, I'd say today there are more options than ever before in terms of like uh, technology solutions uh, that might be able to just execute those core business functions. However, the game's changed, um, and so now automation and, and having the ability to quickly identify and address those exceptions. It's it's certainly becoming uh, more of a business need than maybe a, a nice to have. Um, and then, you know, I think uh, really getting to know your partners, uh, I think is something that we should all be thinking about uh, on the year ahead um, and really talk about how uh, they can help you prepare uh, and or you know, respond uh, to this kind of an environment of rapid change. Uh, we're all going to have to stay on the ready, I suppose, and embrace this change that will uh, uh, challenge us and surround ourselves with, you know, trusted resources that, that uh, not only help, but maybe even push us to adapt. Um, I think if we all tie our success to, you know, the success of uh, those who are counting on us, um, uh, we'll all be successful. And frankly, I think the challenges ahead will uh, just make us even better. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. I think, you know, supply chain professionals, supply chain leaders, supply chain teams are all very resilient. And we have seen that time and time again through this last year and with all of the challenges and obstacles that the community has really overcome. And it's been amazing to watch. And I think through that and out of that is just going to bring even more resiliency, innovation, and um, that much more of a community feel, bringing together businesses and partners um, in a way to be able to mitigate that risk and to move forward in an innovative way. Um, so it's exciting time to be in this industry and it, it's, an, it's exciting to see what's going to happen. So with a network of 50,000 carriers and supply chain partners and over 7,500 customers in more than 100 countries worldwide, Blue Jay are on a mission to create the supply chain of the future. Their unique blend of data, network, and purpose-built advanced technologies alongside 
inside their passionate, customer-centric team is guaranteed to help your business improve efficiencies, minimize risk, and capitalize on opportunities for profitable growth. For more information about Blue Jay, check out their website at bluejaysolutions.com. What a great way to wrap up what has been a fantastic series. A massive thank you to the Blue Jay Solutions team for making this happen and to you, the listeners, for tuning in and giving us great feedback week after week. And why not let us know who you'd like to see featured in our next mini-series. Thank you so much, Bill, for joining me on the show today, sharing your insights and letting us know exactly what we need to do to be able to mitigate risk in our supply chains. Thank you so much. 